0: Well, I love Easter. It reminds us that hope is available to all of us, and we all need a little bit of hope because life can just be discouraging. Uh, I Actually, I recently heard that the average American will gain 10 pounds for every month of shelter in place. And here in, in the great state of, of California, right here in the Bay Area in Santa Clara County, we're fast, le- fast approaching our one-month mark of shelter in place, and, and I've been doing my job to probably help that 10-pound trend push up a little bit a little bit farther. So this week I thought, man, I'm gonna take some action and, uh, and try to not, 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 not gain so much weight in this season. And so I started counting calories on Monday and I, I did this at-home workout, right? And I thought, man, this is gonna be a great idea. Uh, I'm gonna get fit uh, while in shelter in place. And that was, that was all good on Monday morning until lunchtime came around and, and I didn't need to worry about running for snacks anymore because I was having a hard time walking. You know what I mean? Like I, I overdid it a little bit too much. Hard time walking. No need to run and get snacks any longer. And uh, and you know what? Life is just like that at times, right? You, you try to rock life. You try to own the moment and life has a way of rocking you and knocking you flat on your back. And that's a small thing that that I experienced this week, but some of you have experienced some really, really big things in this season. Maybe even, even this this week some are facing some very real health concerns for their family and people they love Some are experiencing tension at home and in the marriage. I mean you're together 24 7 some friends are making some some unhealthy choices You're trying to do your best to provide for your family and then you get get furloughed you get laid off some people are being Dismissed from work and then then you try to make some calls to land a new job, but no one's No one's calling back I mean, you've gone to school your whole life and you anticipated your senior year of high school and all the benefits that your senior year brings only to have this global pandemic derail your plans. You try getting ahead financially. You plan for your retirement. Stock market crashes and yet the bills keep coming coming in. You try to push back on your depression, your anxiety, and then one day your depression and anxiety push back on you twice as hard, an emotional funk sets in, and just getting through the day takes everything you have. You get knocked down and wonder, can I get up again? Do I even want to get up again? Or should I just stay down? Easter offers a very powerful answer to that question. This is a question that, that some people were asking just 30 years after the resurrection of Jesus. In 1 Peter, in, in the Bible, the book of 1 Peter, we're going to be looking at, at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. You can go ahead and, and turn there if you would like. But, but this is a letter that was written by this man named Peter, this man who had, had followed Jesus his, his entire life, one of Jesus' closest, closest friends. Peter was there for, for the balance of Jesus' Ministry And actually, Jesus gave Peter this name, The Rock. Like, how awesome is that name? But Peter got knocked down several times, and and he knew what it took to to rise up again. And so he frames up how life with Jesus gives us the strength to rise again. This church that that Peter was writing to, these churches, they they were facing some very hard times as well. Uh, The Roman government was now persecuting followers of Jesus. And the people he was writing to, uh, they were being ostracized. They were being imprisoned. They were being tortured. Several of them had lost very, very close loved ones. They were killed, put to death. Joy was under attack. And in these times, when we face, face problems in our world, I think Peter, if he was here today, he would speak these words to us in our situation situation directly. And here, here it is in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, reads this. All praise to the God and Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ. It's by his great power that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And now we live with great expectation. Peter says we can live with great expectation. That, that phrase could literally be translated living hope because of the resurrection. The resurrection changes everything. That, that word in the Greek could literally mean to rise up again, to stand up after you've been knocked down. And when you're on your back, we need more than help. We need some hope. You need to know that even though life may be rough, there's something coming that's gonna be worth it all. Peter says that, that Jesus is the reason that we can rise up when we get knocked down. Listen, you can either give up or you can rise up through faith in Jesus. And that's what Easter's about. Peter says it allows us to live with great. Expectation, and I don't know if great expectation would be characterized of your, your frame of mind recently. But but this Easter we're going to learn how we can live with great expectation starting today and every day forward. Here, here's the first point I want to make, and if you're taking notes, uh, here's the first fill in the blank. Number one: discover freedom from your past. Discover freedom from your past. I don't know if any of you have those individuals in your life where, where, like, they can't remember their own phone number, but they remember what you said nine years ago, right? And they just, they just bring it up. They bring up the past frequently. It, it kind of reminds me of this, this man and, and his wife, and they were having this, this conversation around toilet paper, right? Like, toilet paper is getting a lot of press these days. And, and this, this husband tells his wife, you know what, I feel like I'm the only one who ever changes The toilet paper roll. And the wife responds, well, I know I change it just as much as you do. I don't really know what you're talking about. So this husband's like, well, I'll I'll show her. He he gets a trash bag and he starts collecting every toilet paper roll that he changes out. Months go by and, and they have this heated debate and heated conversation and toilet paper rolls come up again. And he's like, you know what? I change the toilet paper rolls all the time. You never do that. And she's like, I do it just as much as you do, honey. And he's like, well, I mean, he stomps down the hall. He goes and gets this, this, this trash bag full of toilet paper rolls, and he dumps them at her feet. Boom. He says something to the effect of, well, now what do you have to say? And she basically responds, you're a sick man. <laughs> fellows." that's what we call winning the battle but losing the war. Some of us view God like that, though. Sometimes we get the idea that, that God's main role in, in life is to, to hang on to grudges, to hang on to all of our mistakes. Like, like he's got this, this big trash bag full of our, our failures, full of our broken promises, full of our mistakes and missed opportunities. And he's just itching for the, the chance to just dump out this trash bag full of all of our mistakes at our feet and say, what do you have to say about this? Well, listen, you may believe in a God like that, but that is not the God of the Bible the God of the Bible does not hold a grudge. He holds out mercy. He comes and he offers you forgiveness. You, you bring him your past. You bring him your junk. You bring him your baggage, and he takes out the trash. He's not going to throw it in your face ever again. Let's read this verse again in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It reads this. It's because of his great mercy. Grace is giving someone what they do not deserve. Mercy, on the other hand, is is withholding from someone what they rightfully deserve. And Easter is about mercy. When when God could have poured out his wrath, his judgment on you and on me because of all the dumb things that we've done, on the cross, he poured out his judgment, his wrath on, on Jesus to take your place, and now he withholds from you what you rightfully deserve. Hell is not a place that God desires to send anyone Hell is simply a place where people choose to pay their own bill, but mercy is available. Peter says it's because of his great mercy that we have been born again, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Mercy is available because of Easter. Jesus comes and he offers forgiveness so that we can start to live with great expectation, the expectation of mercy, the expectation of grace, rather than the expectation of judgment. But you have to ask for it. You need to deal with the pain of your past, or else we will deal out the pain of our past. And it may not be your own sin and mistakes you need to let go of. It might be the sins of others that that have taken place in the past that, that keep you held down. In the present. The past can be filled with with great memories and great experiences, but there are also some things in our life that that we like to forget. We we try to move on, we we try to, but they 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 just keep coming back up. For some of us, it's it's abandonment or or divorce or a painful betrayal. It it could be an addiction or the lies and and hurts from people that we've loved and and have trusted for years. Maybe we weren't the sons and daughters that we, we wish we would have been to our parents. Maybe we haven't been the parents that we, we thought or envisioned we would be for our kids. Maybe we've shaded the truth with those we love and found ourselves acting out of the hurt and loss towards those we love. And if we don't deal with the pain of our past, we will deal out our pain in the present. And you may be watching today and you feel like your life's already over. Maybe there's no hope for you. You have made too many mistakes, squandered too many opportunities, and it's just too late. Well, listen, the story of Easter is that it's never too late to start a new life. Jesus was literally dead, sealed in a tomb, but the power of God raised him up from the grave. He did not come to condemn. He did not rise from the dead to condemn those who killed him. He came back to forgive and to give them new life. He rose from the grave so that you can rise up from your past and rise up in the present. He rose from the grave so that you can rise above the stupid things that you've done, the horrible things that have happened. He rose from the grave so that you can rise up and have new life. The Bible says that salvation is available as long as it is called today. Check this out. Salvation is not about yesterday. You you didn't miss out on your chance. Salvation is not about tomorrow. You don't have to keep beating yourself up and and trying to pay penance to try to somehow be worthy of God's grace and his mercy in your life. Salvation is about today. Salvation is about now. Your past is a big deal. But listen, Jesus is a bigger deal and it's never too late to start living a brand new life. You can either give up or you can rise up through faith in Jesus. It's time to discover forgiveness from your past and rise up with the new life he offers. Well, how do we live with great expectation? Number one, we find freedom from your past. Second thing we do, we expect a brighter tomorrow. Expect a brighter tomorrow. In 1 Peter 1... Verse 3, let's read this again. It says, all praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's because of his great mercy that we have been born again. Because God raised, raised Jesus Christ up from the dead. Check this out. Because of that reality, now we live with great expectation. In other words, because of Easter, we can live our lives right now with great expectation for what's to come great expectation. That could literally be translated living hope. Because of Easter, hope is not dead, but hope is alive. There is living hope. The English Standard version of the Bible uh, translates that this way. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. When it comes to living with expectation, I mean, dogs are really the king of expectation, aren't they? I mean, check out this this picture here. I mean, look at that. Look at that face. I mean, you got some turkey on the counter. Expectation, baby. Today could be my day. Check out this this next picture here. Come on, man. Look at that steak. That dog is like licking his chops with great expectation. Expectation. Maybe you have a a furry family member at home and we would love for you to to take a picture of your your furry family member uh, posing with great expectation this Easter and and tag us, hashtag Central SJ, hashtag Easter Expectations. Check out this next picture here. Come on, man. Some cake. Look at that dog's eyes. That's the look of expectation, baby. If you have a cat, I have a theory. You could try to prove my theory lo- wrong, but, uh, but I have this theory that, that only dogs have expectations. Uh, cats don't really live with great expectations. Cats don't beg. Cats, they just give you that stone-cold stare. You better do the right thing. You better do the right. They're not, they're not begging for anything. Dogs, on the other hand, they're always following you around the house. Check this out. For your Easter lunch, if you have a dog in the house, walk around with that plate of food. That dog's going to follow you everywhere because he's thinking, today could be my day. You may have never dropped a scrap of food on the ground, but that four-legged friend is thinking, maybe today's the two-legged. They're going to miss their mouth and drop a morsel on the ground. Today could be my day. Great expectation. Hope. It's a powerful force. Hope a powerful thing. Because of Easter, we can live with great expectation, great hope, living hope. We can live with great expectation for a brighter tomorrow, a brighter tomorrow that's bigger than politics, a brighter tomorrow that's greater than vaccines, a brighter tomorrow that's greater than the global economy, a, gr- a brighter tomorrow that's bigger than whatever has happened in your family or my family, because our hope is anchored in the resurrection of Jesus. A lot of times we, we think hope is, is just a feeling. Maybe hope is just a, a good vibe. Maybe hope is just this, this, this blind optimism. Uh, kind of like the, the Justin Timberlake song. Uh, you've probably heard it before. It's, it's called Can't Stop the Feeling. If you've got kids at home, you, they might have watched the movie Trolls. Uh, a Justin Timberlake song, You Can't Stop the Feeling, is on, uh, on that soundtrack. If you watch the Super Bowl, uh, I think it was last year, maybe the year before, Justin Timberlake performed this song at the halftime show. Uh, my little nephew, uh, Bodie, this is his favorite song. But here's the lyrics. Check this out. It says, I, I got sunshine in my pocket. I got good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Ooh, you know the song, right? You remember this. It goes on to say, oh, it's something magical. It's in the air, it's in my blood, it's rushing on. Don't need no reason, don't need control. I fly so high, no ceiling when I'm in my zone. I got this feeling in my body, can't stop the feeling. So just dance, dance, dance. Got this feeling in my body. Can't stop the feeling. So just dance, dance, dance. Come on, you can't stop the feeling. End quote. This is why you watch Easter at Central Online, the good stuff here. Well, this is this is how a lot of people think of hope. But what about the days you don't have sunshine in your pocket? What about the days you don't have good soul in your feet? What, what if you wake up, man, it feels like hailstones in your pocket? What about the days that you wake up it feels like kidney stones in your pocket or, or something worse? What, where's the hope then? Is hope just a feeling? The Bible says that because of the resurrection of Jesus, hope is more than a feeling. Hope is a fact. We don't just have positive thoughts or an optimistic outlook. We have a risen Savior. Hope is more than a, a dance beat. It's, it's, it's more than just, just hopeful optimism. It's living hope based on the promises of heaven. In fact, the paraphrase living hope means that hope is alive. A hope that grows and and begins to take over more and more of our lives. Even in the midst of heartache, even in the midst of seasons that are unknown, even when life feels unstable, we can have living hope as an anchor for our soul that's unshakable because Jesus is alive. Peter says, because of Easter, because of the resurrection, we now have a living hope. Now we live with great expectations, and that's. Let's check out what he what he says next. In, in 1 First Peter, uh, chapter one, verse four, it says, "And now we have this we have this priceless inheritance, an inheritance that's kept in heaven for you, pure, undefiled, beyond reach of change or decay." Peter literally saw Jesus. His ministry throughout the balance of his, his, his life. He saw Jesus uh, uh, crucified. He, he got the message right away after he, he was gone. He was rose from the dead. He saw him. He walked with him. He ate with him after the resurrection. Peter saw this firsthand. And now he talks about in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the trial, in the midst of the challenge, hang on to hope because you have a priceless inheritance because Jesus is alive. What Peter is saying that people who follow Jesus, they're going to inherit something amazing, too, too amazing for words. When we look at the Bible, when we look at the early church, they talked about hope. However, they never anchored their hope for anything in this life. Jesus actually said this in, in John 16, 33. He said, he said, right now in this world, you will have trouble. That's a fact. But here's the promise. You can take heart because there's hope beyond this world. He says, take heart because I've overcome the world. Today we can take heart because we can live with with, with great expectation, because we have a living hope, because we have this inheritance that's being stored up for us right here, right now in heaven. Peter uses these words, pure, undefiled, beyond change or decay, to describe this inheritance. In heaven, you won't have a mixture of bad days or good days. It's going to be all good days all the time. It's all joy, no heartache. It's the opposite of what it must feel like to be a Dallas Cowboy fan. And it doesn't get worse, you know? It, it just keeps getting better. It's not like, like our knees. Like, like even now at this stage, I go to the doctor, like, Doc, my, my knee's hurting. He's like, yeah, it's, it's going to continue. You're, you're just getting old. And I'm like, well, thanks. Thanks for that, Doc. Not in heaven, though. There's good news. You're getting new knees. They'll never wear out. There's no boredom in heaven. It's not a never-ending sing-along in the clouds. Heaven is described as a feast, a party, a wedding, a new heaven, new earth, with purposeful work, unending exploration, unfiltered delight, because God himself is there. And the most important of all, no more death. Love without parting. We don't have it yet, but your inheritance awaits. We see those, we'll see those that we've lost, and we'll never lose them again. With Jesus, we need never say goodbye. We only say, we'll see you later. No more pain, no more loss, no more boredom, no more stress, no more disabilities, no more broken relationships, no more unmet longings. Heaven is so awesome, we can only describe heaven by what it is not. This is your inheritance too great for words, too great for us to fathom. The great evangelist, Billy Graham, I love these words that, that he adopted from his hero, Dwight L. Moody. And Billy Graham, his is, is famous quote, he says this, someday you'll hear that Billy Graham is dead. Don't believe a word of it. I shall be more alive than I am right now. I will have changed my address. I will have gone into the presence of God. That's the hope of Easter. Billy knew that he had a bright future and it made him shine all the brighter right here, right now, while he walked on this earth. Our vision for the next life is too limited. We think about it too little. We can't comprehend how wonderful it will be. Heaven puts a new spin on everything we encounter right here, right now. No matter how difficult our lives may be, no matter how deep the pain, it's not even comparable with the joy that awaits. You have a priceless inheritance. We can either give up or we can rise up, though, through faith in Jesus. So how do we live with great expectation today? We discover freedom from our past. We expect a brighter tomorrow. And finally, we walk in confidence today. Let's walk in confidence today. Listen to what Peter, how he finishes out his reasonings for us to live with great expectation. Not only can we expect forgiveness from our past and, and blessings for the future, but we can expect God's help today. First Peter 1, 5-6 says, And though your faith, and through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. Uh, Some translations word that last part, rejoice even though. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. All of us are are going through some trials right now, aren't we? Our nation is going through some trials. Our world is going through some trials right now. But the Bible never said that we won't face trials. If you're a follower of Jesus, though, you can have this confidence. You can, you can have this assurance that even in the midst of the most trying of trials, you can know that they are temporary only for a little while. It's temporary. Our current trials fail to compare with what God has in store for us. You know what the number one promise of the Bible is? In the midst of heartache, in the midst of stress, in the midst of fatigue, and as individuals come to the end of the rope, God, he he has this promise threaded throughout from beginning to end of the Bible. And here's the greatest promise of the Bible. God says, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. I don't know what the situation, I don't understand how it's gonna work out, I'm with you. I'm not sure if I can go on, I'm with you. God, I'm too weak morally, physically, spiritually, I'm with you. I'm not smart enough to figure out these new realities that we're facing in our time, I'm with you. God, I'm not bold enough, I'm with you. I'm totally overwhelmed and tired, I'm with you. God, I don't know if I can handle it, I'm with you god i feel like giving up i'm with you and because i'm with you you can rise up don't you give up listen no matter how alone you feel no matter how silent god seems when we call he listens when we reach he's there he's protecting you now even now even if you don't feel like it sometimes whenever god seems to be the most distant he's actually the closest in those moments So Peter says, because God is with us, protecting us until the final day, securing our inheritance, we should be truly glad despite our troubles. Other translations say rejoice even though. Rejoice even though. Easter reminds us that we can rejoice even though we have no idea what we're going through and how we're gonna get through it right now. Rejoice even though things have been hard in your marriage right now. Rejoice even though work challenges continue to pile up. Rejoice even though there have been layoffs. Rejoice even though you have not met the love of your life. Rejoice even though you have met the love of your life and they're not acting like the love of your life right now. Rejoice even though your friend has let you down. Rejoice even though someone came after you on social media. Rejoice even though your children are not sleeping through the night. Rejoice even though you feel like, I don't think I can change one more diaper. Rejoice even though your kids may be struggling. Rejoice even though you're facing the uncertainty of a move. Rejoice even though you keep giving in to sin and temptation time and time again. Rejoice even though you're facing physical pain and illness. Rejoice even though your world seems to be falling apart. Rejoice even though the headlines are crazy. Rejoice even though because Jesus rose from the dead. Rejoice, even though the situation and the season is straining, but one greater than your worst season is with you. And he's promised, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I'm with you even now. Rejoice, even though, because one greater than your greatest need is present. Easter changes everything. We have new birth. In Christ, forgiveness, grace, second second chances, a bright future, hope of heaven, an inheritance kept in heaven for us. We can live with confidence today, trusting that God's power will guide us and protect us. So if you're a follower of Jesus today, you can get out of bed tomorrow and say, I got great expectations, got great expectations. Might not be a cakewalk but one greater than my worst day has promised me a new day. So I'm holding on to hope. I'm choosing to rejoice because my inheritance awaits. We rejoice even though. Easter is not just about a historical event. Easter is not just about Jesus rising from the dead over 2,000 years ago. Easter is about Jesus being alive today so that you can rise up with great expectations right here, right now. Discover freedom from your past. Expect a brighter tomorrow, not only for this life, but for the life to come. Walk in confidence today. We can either give up. We can rise up through faith in Jesus. And when you place your faith in him, his power protects you. Your your inheritance is secured and sealed. But you need to take hold of that personally through faith. Your mom and dad can't believe that for you. Your grandma, your best friend can't believe that for you. You got to take hold of that personally for yourself. You need to place your hope, place your faith in the risen Savior to rise up, never give up. I want to give you that chance today. So let's pray together. Well, God, I thank you for hope beyond this life. I thank you, God, for hope in this life, the promise that you're with us. Wherever anyone's watching this or listening to this, God, I'm thankful that you're with them even now. Whether they feel you or not, you're present And God, you said salvation is available as long as it is called today. So God, I pray that you would speak to your people and draw men and women to yourself all around the world right now in this moment. Well, maybe you have not yet become a follower of Jesus, but I want to give you that opportunity to do so today. The Bible says that, that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our heart that, that Easter happened, that God raised him from the dead, the Bible makes this promise that you'll be saved. Saved from what? Uh, save from wrath, save save from judgment. We have all broken eternal laws that demand eternal punishment. But the good news of Easter is that Jesus paid your penalty on a cross. And he didn't just end on a cross, he rose from the dead. And because he's alive, not only did he pay your debt, but he can bring new life, a new day into your life. So if today you wanna begin that journey, today you wanna begin that relationship with Jesus, I wanna invite you to say a simple prayer with me. Now let me be very clear, saying a few words does not change your eternal destiny, but putting your hope, putting your faith, aligning your life to God's word and and surrendering to him changes everything. But to begin that journey, I would love to lead you in a prayer right now at this time. So if that's you, uh, in your living room with, with every head bowed, every eye closed, let's all participate in this prayer moment and let's pray together. If that's you, pray after me. God, I know I've made some mistakes, and, and I realize that my sin has separated me from you. But God, I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the penalty for my sins. And I believe that Jesus didn't just end on the cross, but that Jesus rose from the dead. And Jesus, because you're alive, I believe I can experience new life in you. So, so you say this to him right here, right now. You say, say because you gave your life for me, Jesus... Today, I'm giving my life to you. I'm inviting you to call the shots from here on out. I surrender my life to you. Thanks for forgiving me, paying my debt, and offering me the gift of eternal life. Today, God, I pray that your presence and your spirit will come live inside of me so that I can live the life that you've called me to live. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey, I want to talk to you for a moment about an Easter survey. I, I talked about this last year, actually. This is our, our second Easter together here at Central Christian Church. And last year, I told you we're going to start taking an annual Easter survey because this is primarily the weekend that everyone decides to show up at once. So, uh, so I'm so glad that you've joined us and we would love to hear from you. This is a survey, really, one, to update our database. We want to have accurate information to connect with you. Two, we want to allow you the opportunity to speak into what content we'll be presenting in the the months to come. We want to hear from you, like what are you dealing with? What would you like to hear? Man, what does the Bible say about this topic? And so this this survey is geared towards that. And and maybe you're watching this and you're saying, man, I I don't even go to your church. Why would I take a survey? Well, I would say because we especially would be interested to hear what you might be interested in. Uh, And we'll create content around those, those most popular items. So whether you're a season ticket holder here At Central, maybe you're just you just stumbled onto this this website by chance, and this is your first time ever attending uh, an online. Christian church experience. Well, man, we're so glad that you're here. We would love for everyone all across the spiritual continuum to participate in this Easter survey. And so I want to just say thanks once again for joining us for this Easter at Central Online experience. Thanks for taking a few moments, a few minutes to take this Easter survey. It's going to help us stay better connected with you. It's going to help us plan out our calendar, and it will help us get a pulse on just who is engaging with us in this spiritual survey at Easter online. God bless you guys. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you, to be gracious to you and give you his peace. Happy Easter.